What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a video game show. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. Bonjourno. Bonjourno to you as well. How are you this morning? It's a nice, gloomy, drizzly day out yeah, there. Yeah, it is. It's making me want to nap real bad. It is the, the day for it. It, like, is, it, it has been, it's been rainy weather. all day. But not in like the hard, like heavy downpour that just makes no. you be like, oh God, and freaks out And not out the fender. kind that would scare, fe- yeah, scare yeah, fender. <laughs> it's just been a light drizzle all day long. I had to get out in it a little bit, run a few errands, and it was even then, like, I was just like, this isn't not pleasant, but it's not, you know, like, it's not like terrible. It's the kind of thing that you couldn't necessarily go for a run. Right. Because eventually you would wind up soaked through. Mm-hmm. But like... It, it just, it just looks like you want to yeah. cozy up next you to a window. You just want to sit under your blankies, with the video game. play some video juegos. Exactly, which is what we are here to talk about on Team Chat Podcast, a video game show. And you can listen to us do that on Thursdays when we release the new episodes each and every week, except next week. You know why? Because it's the end of the month. And at the end of the month, we do our special Team Chat Plays live stream where Mogan and I jump on and we play a new game. But for this time, it's going to be fun, exciting, well, you know. Fun and exciting. We're going to see. Oh, We're going to well, see. Yeah, the it's the gonna jury's be, out. Mm, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to you're it. You're going to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> because we are going to be fulfilling, starting to fulfill one of our Extra Life goals, which was uh, to stream the Uncharted games and Mogan has to watch me. So we're... <laughs> <laughs> Shoot my brains out now. <laughs> so we will be starting that on this on next week uh, with Team Chat Plays where we'll be playing Uncharted 3 because I have already played Uncharted 1 and 2 and I'm not replaying them. And I've I'm played sorry. all of Uncharted 1 and the first like the first quarter yeah. of Uncharted 2 and decided that that was enough wasted time of my life <laughs> and that I was going to move on to better games. <laughs> so it was, so join us for that. We're going to be playing the Uncharted 3. Uh, you know what? Come, It's going to be... It's going to be a story-based game, which I know we don't do as much on that, but you know what? Hey, we'll be there. We'll get to heckle it. It's funny that you're calling it a story-based game. (laughs) It has cinematics, but like, we'll be there. Come for those heckles just like that. That's what will keep it fun and exciting throughout. So I'm excited for that. It's going to be a very (laughs) antagonist If a single person gets in that chat in support of Uncharted, <laughs> ban, ban, ban. I'm going to ban everybody. Just dropping that hammer left, right, and center. Just well, put the keyboard in my lap because I'm going to need it. <laughs> I mean, that would actually be really handy because I'll be doing the playing and stuff like that. But yeah, so join us for that next Thursday. That will be March 30th at 7 Oh, are we, are we doing it Thursday Do we want to do it Thursday? Whichever day do we want to do it? We didn't actually care. discuss that ahead of time. Yeah, just Thursday is just the normal release day. Oh, so I was kind of playing on that. Yeah. So, uh, but, so yeah. Thursdays, March 30th, 7 p.m. We'll see you there. But also, when we're not here doing those shows and all that fun stuff, well, guess what? You can keep up with the updates just like that one we gave you over on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also join our Discord server where we have a lot of great fun talking about games and non-game-related topics when we're not here recording the show. And finally, if you want to support the show, make it bigger and better, you can head over to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast, just like Super Saiyan Ace, Elise F, Zach S, Mariah S, Susan M, James K, Michael B, Andrew M, Michael S, and Brandon W have done. They've gone over their supposed show for as little as a dollar a month, and in return, we give you cool perks, like in the episodes early before their general Thursday release, access to the a uh, private channel on our Discord server, the Rogues Gallery, as well as a lot of extra goodies along the way. But if you can't do that, that's no big deal at all. We totally understand there are a lot of great free ways you can support the show, such as telling your friends, writing us reviews, and subscribing wherever you listen to or watch the show. But... Regardless of you support us on Patreon or enjoy our content for free, we love and appreciate each and every one of you for being here. Heart emoji. Smooches. XOXO. (laughs) But let's get into the topic of the day, which we do have a doozy. The long-awaited review of God of War Ragnarok. I will be of 
precious little help in this episode. <laughs> I'm here to be your sounding board. Of course, of course. And but so everybody noticed we did update we the, the window decor. dressing of the decor. We've got Travis and yes. and Crater. Cr- cr- Kratos. Kratos. I, was like, I thought you were going to try to give him another name too. No, I just kind of, I was like, because I think somebody recently miscalled him Kronos. And oh. I was like, that sounds right. The Titan. <laughs> yeah. The Titan Kronos, Kratos. Like, yeah, like it sure. just sounded correct. So I didn't you question might it. fight Kronos in And then later I was like, wait, I don't think that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so we've got our, the boys out. The yes. boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. And they are here to wreak havoc upon the Norse gods in God of War. Ragnarok. So, uh, it came out in November 9th, 2022, a few months ago, four or five-ish months ago, something like that, and uh, it was released by Sony Santa Monica. Now, it is a follow-up to God of War 2018, which was kind of a reboot of the God of War series, which had previously been taking a more, you know, just incredibly different gameplay. I actually, after I finished Ragnarok, the night I finished Ragnarok, I installed God of War 3 remastered. Oh, into, just to remind yourself? Just to like play it a little yeah. bit. Because I was like finishing it up and I was struck, jumping a little bit ahead here in my review, but just was struck by how incredible the character journey of Kratos has been and how Kratos as a character has changed so much over the course of these games. Really has, even though he was a full-blown adult God living for 100 years. You know, it takes a little bit of time for some people to come around. (laughs) But but just, you know, as this game ended and everything, and I just kind of looked back over the journey of Kratos throughout all of the games and everything, it's just kind of this thing where it's like, it was truly incredible to see where he began and where he ended. So like when I was playing, you know, God of War three and everything like that, uh, it was just even how Kratos is at that game, which there were then, you know, God of War Ascension after that one. And before it jumped into God of War, uh, the 2018 version where this series took this different shift. It was. It's just even then. It's night and day. You're just like I this mean, is the same character. Back like, when they, they had look angry the same. Kratos. Yeah, it's like I mean he's still angry Kratos, you know. But it's still. It's just like so. It's been truly amazing as to have played and followed through the story of these games and just see that, you know, that holds a lot and like rings true for a lot of this game and like talks about its quality and stuff. How you can continue on this major deviation in both a game's look, feel, and everything, and still like continue to build upon its success and everything i think speaks volumes for the game but um i know that maybe a little bit jumps ahead in my opinions of it i will go ahead and just say then you know it like i did have a great time playing it um i would you know i thought it had a lot of really great things working for it that i'll jump into a little bit too some missteps here and there but for the most part a well-rounded experience um for those of you who don't know what's happening here in this one it does pick up pretty quickly after the wrap-up of god of war the 2018 game um slight story spoilers for the well yeah it is story spoilers i mean we're gonna have to talk about the first game right um that there is at the end of that game kratos and atreus uh, finish their journey and at the the top of the high I think they're in Jotunheim the like realm of the giants uh, when they are they reach the highest peak there to spread Freya's ashes Kratos' wife Atreus' mother right. and while they're there they see a a board that basically like a, uh, like tells the story of their futures kind of thing that like the giants would leave around oh, the nine prophecy. realms yeah prophecy okay. and in that they see like the beginnings of what Ragnarok would be okay. what brings it about uh, who's needed to that for that to happen, uh, which in this case leads Atreus on a hunt for the god, the Norse god of war, Tyr, who has been missing or imprisoned or known to be imprisoned by Odin at this point. Okay. Uh, so that leads him on his quest. Then 
when he's off doing something else, Kratos sees more of this prophecy, which alleviates to the fact that he will, that it shows him dying. And so it, it does uh, Kratos? Uh, Kratos dying. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. So that obviously then leads players like me, having played this, like, oh my God. Like, is he going to perish? It leads a lot of like mystery into this game of like, is that, are they going to fulfill that? Because like, holy shit, if they do, that's going to be crazy. Yeah. You know, and then if they do, does that mean the series is over? Like, that, that, holds, that holds a lot of implications for the future. So there is that like, big overall tension throughout the whole game that you're kind of like holding with you and carrying to see like, will they, won't they, which builds a lot to it. Um, yeah. Quick aside, mm-hmm. how hilarious would it be if, and this is just, I, I have not played Ragnarok, so I wouldn't know, but at the end of Ragnarok, what if they did kill Kratos off and he dies? <laughs> so his presumably, you know, he's, he's alive, but he's also kind of immortal, but he probably still has a soul. So his soul would probably go back to Hades restart the whole series works. all again because oh then That'd he has to crazy. fight Hades and fight all the way back up Olympus. They just redo the <laughs> whole series They just insert him into again. a character in Hades, yes. the game. He I, just oh, joins Zagreus. That would actually rule. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually don't know how that works with these because like in, in game, like when he kills a god, like a, I guess they're dead, but then also Athena still visits him in visions. See, that's you know? what so I'm I saying. So I guess maybe, yeah, it's possible. Gods don't ever really die. Probably maybe. Maybe Until not. Until you stop believing. Like Tinkerbell and stuff. Exactly, that's for exactly them. what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, but anyway, so I think, you know, and so then God of War Ragnarok then picks up. Obviously, the other big climatic thing in uh, God of War 2018 is that Kratos and Atreus wind up killing Baldur, the main villain of the mm-hmm. game, who was the goddess Freya's son, who had been like in, like allied with him throughout that game. After that, she's like, fuck y'all. I'm going to murder y'all. Okay. So this game picks up then. With Ragnarok, where uh, Kratos and Atreus have been surviving through Fimblewinter, which is like the onset of Ragnarok. Gotcha. Uh, in Midgard, in, in in their realm, uh, all the while being pursued at various points by Freya and attacked, and like they're just trying, like we're just trying to survive. Lalo, get through all this stuff. So Atreus is Freya's son, right? No, Atreus is Faye. Sorry, did I say Freya earlier? I think you did. I'm sorry. Okay, misspoke. Faye. Faye is gotcha. Atre- is Kratos's uh, wife, Atreus's mother. Okay. Freya I is see. Baldur's mother. Uh, was married to Odin at one point. I was very confused okay. because Apologies. I was like, wait, what? So, <laughs> but she still got a living son. Why would she want okay. both of them dead? No, 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 okay. no, no. Sorry, I gotcha. misspoke. Faye, gotcha. uh, who was a giant, who was a giant and everything. Um, do they ever show her? Yes, they do actually in, in Ragnarok. Is she beautiful? It's a uh, Deborah Ann Wool. Who's that? Uh, she was in. I'll look it up. Okay, she was in True Blood and the uh, Daredevil series. True Blood and the. I'll, I'll look it up. Okay. You, you keep you, talking. I think you'll know who she is <laughs> okay. if you see her. Um, but anyway, so that's kind of where this picks up. Then they're trying to survive this, but uh, Atreus has been secretly going, uh, continuing on in his quest to find Tyr, unknown to Kratos at the beginning of the game. And so through a series of events, they wind up actually having a meeting with Odin. Odin approaches them because he figures out that. Uh, Atreus is looking for Tyr. And, you know, Odin's whole thing is that he knows Ragnarok's coming and he knows that Ragnarok means his death slash the end of Asgard slash the end of the world as everything. So he's like his whole life is obviously built around preventing this. So he comes to them and is like, hey, quit looking for Tyr and I'll leave you alone. I know you killed Balder. I know you killed uh, my other grandsons, Magnus and Modi, uh, Thor's sons. He's like, I know you've like in the other game, he's like, 
all that will be behind if you don't like go look for Tyr. I, I don't know if I ever told you, but I actually hated my grandsons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Odin probably doesn't hold much love for anybody. <laughs> I let's don't be think real. He does. <laughs> the cool thing about Odin that I really liked, I actually love the casting of both Odin and Thor in this game. Thor is Ryan Hurst, who uh, fans of the 1998 Disney film Remember the Titans right, might remember him oh. as Gary Bertier. Uh, but then he also was uh, played Opie in the Sons of Anarchy series. Stuff like that. Um, so he was a great Thor, but it's also a different interpretation of Thor. It's not he's the big Thor. He's, he's, he's thick, big, Thor. thick Thor. He's big, thick Thor. <laughs> I can uh, get on board with that. It, like he was that. great. It was great though. It, it was awesome to see a different rendition, yep. not the the Marvel Thor. Uh, Odin was played by Richard Schiff, who uh, character actor. A lot of stuff. I know he's currently in the show The Good Doctor right now. He's also in the HBO show Ballers. Lots of different things. But he was an incredible Odin because he was like he's kind of like a more like. He's not like a big imposing Odin. He's kind of like thin and, and like kind of scrawny looking, but he's very methodical and like meticulous, very like well, all knowing the All Father as they like. So his they name didn't implies. have the budget for Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't get that would have been cool. Uh, oh yeah, because that's right. He's Thor, he's uh, he's Odin yeah. in the Marvel movies. That's right. But anyway, so they say sure, yeah. Well, they don't really promise anything, but like we, we yeah, we'll, we'll 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 do what we can. We'll chill. But they kind of don't. They kind of things keep killing and things people. go south. That's kind of the premise here of what we're looking gotcha. at in this game. Um, so overall, though, the big draw of the God of War games is the combat, yeah. and I think the combat here was still great. Like it was still tons of fun. Get the combos, get the the moves down. If you can start just like hacking and slashing through a group of enemies, and you're just like not getting hits, and just being able to continue on, just hacking and slashing through them, it feels so good. And even on some of the bosses, like that gave me some trouble when you I finally got like the run that kills them, and I'm able to just get into the flow where everything's clicking. In yeah. a game like God of War, that feeling is amazing and they are able to capture that feeling once again in this game that was part of why i wanted to go back to god of war 3 remastered one after i finished ragnarok was because i did want uh to be like i know the gameplay is so different but you also like use some of the same weapons like the blades of chaos and stuff like that and so it's it's like how do these different how does this feel different and man it's just so different because the old god of wars are more of the isometric third person right you know where the camera does move around all that stuff but it is this more detached you're f- fighting just like massive like hordes of enemies and stuff like yeah, that the scale is the scale very is bigger yeah. it, it, that it like it has the hit counter like where it's like you're you're going on a stream and it's getting like 500 hits and yeah. it's like on fire and a like, little bit more like devil may cry <laughs> Exactly. Whereas this one is does have the like you know the the enemies and the groups of enemies, but you maybe you're fighting like four or five at a time. Nothing like insanely like overwhelming like where it, the older God of Wars where it is more of this like massive hack and slash. There's more refinement here. Yeah. Um, but you do get to the journey. You so there's all of that in spades. Uh, there's a ton of great uh, times. To be able, there's lots of different abilities and things like that for you to upgrade for your various weapons that you'll collect throughout the game, um, and with those different abilities, give you different like move sets and different things like that to get to work with. Um, so, yes. practical question: Does Kratos have like a skill tree? Is it kind of that? Yes, setup? but okay. it's broken down by his weapon type, not gotcha. necessarily like an overall thing. Okay. So, like the main weapon that you start with is the Leviathan Axe, and then you also have the Blades of Chaos. Uh, and so those will each have their own like skill tree, but each one is also 
broken down into like two to three skill trees because there's like ranged with that weapon. There's melee oh, okay. skills with that weapon, stuff like that. Got it. And then a new thing that this game did actually is it added on that after you like completed all of the challenges for a weapon or an ability with within that weapon's weapon tree, you could... Uh, unlock like a super version of it where you would like pay some a- XP to unlock a boost that would f- hurt either like it's it's a uh, like momentum of like building up its its ability or or speed of the attack uh, your like defense and like ability to not have the attack interrupted or like mm-hmm. even if it had an elemental ability added onto it it could like increase that specific move cool. elemental output so you know there was a lot of like different variety that you could do combination of skills obviously I feel like if you go through the game, you might not get all of the challenges for the games to be able to unlock the like gold top tier versions of those skills, but you can pretty easily, I feel like unlock. I do a lot of side exploring, which I feel like gets me some of the extra XP, but I didn't get anywhere close to completing everything. And I was still able to get like all the skills. So with the skill tree, is it so, Oh, you were still able to get all of them. Okay. Yeah. That was going to be my next question. Where is it the kind of thing where you have to choose one branch? Nah, in you really lieu don't have to another. fill it. Okay. You know, it's, it's kind of, it's not like horizon. I would say where there were like so many, Forbidden yeah. West, there are so many, which we have to say, like I, I, I meant to say something at the beginning of this episode, but speaking of horizon forbidden West, absolutely gutted. Lance Reddick dying. Oh my god, yeah. And we have to like pay tribute to what an amazing yeah, dude. Yeah, jeez. That hit fucking hard. I was reading some, you know, in memoriam articles about Lance Reddick and gotta say, they did not once once mention Horizon Zero Dawn and I was like, travesty. this is a travesty. Travesty. <laughs> I, it, it did also really make me wonder, you know, obviously they can't revive his character in the next game so you know how are they gonna deal with that character's arc silence but Mm -hmm. all all the same it doesn't matter lance reddick was incredible was incredible like across all of his body of work gaming movies uh internet skits on funny or die like it's just (laughs) you know he was just incredible and stuff like that and like born badass yeah and just his left fringe his just level of cool was unparalleled and that really sucked that uh to see that he had passed and so you know obviously our thoughts and condolences go out with his family and all that stuff but that is just like oh that was a blow but anyway (laughs) speaking of horizon i had to like bring that up uh but yeah it's it wasn't like horizon skill tree i didn't finish out all the skills in there because there were like so many but this one i felt like i was there was a good a uh spread of you know xp that you could like be able to acquire to be able to easily fill up your skills and be able to expand on all that you can also use your skill like uh you also in god of war like 2018 you have atreus as like a side character who can help you in combat and stuff like that they keep that as well and he has his own level uh, skill tree that you can unlock as well for him to level him up but he like gains xp separately of kratos ah gotcha so canonically in the terms of the game uh, atreus is still approximately the same age, right? No, he's a little bit older, I think. The, so I it's think like there's maybe still a time some gap time of maybe gone. at least a few years. Yeah. Okay, got it. I, I was curious about that because it seemed like in the few trailers that I had watched that he seemed a little older. They had to do a little bit of that really too. But I wasn't really sure. Because like his actor grew, G- grew, grew up, up and his voice dropped. Like, yeah, and they actually talk about they had to do some stuff in post to like combine both because his voice like dropped during production. Oh no! So they had to like <laughs> do some uh, mastering there to like kind of like find the happy medium for his voice. This is the reason why... <laughs> So many animation studios get women to voice young boys because it's like, well, if they grow up, we're fucked. <laughs> Meanwhile, a 50-year-old woman can do the same voice of Ash from Pokemon for 40 years and he'll always sound the same. It's true. It's true. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Um, but it, so, you know, all of that stuff and building up on the combat, the stuff that like is the, really the bread and butter of God of War. And like, I would say like, regardless of anything else, if this doesn't feel good, then the game's not going to be that great. It was great. Yeah. Uh, I felt like that was really well rounded and really, uh, really fun to like learn all the different move sets. Uh, the performances of everyone were absolutely incredible. Christopher Judge and Sonny Suljic, especially uh, who played Kratos and Atreus respectively, just killed it. Like, Christopher Judge, while he did not need to grace us with a seven say, and a half minute long acceptance speech at the Game Awards, he absolutely <laughs> deserved that getting oh the award. There were some cutscenes and like moments in that game that I was just again like talking about earlier, like that character progression of Kratos. You see some shit out of Kratos. You're just like, whoa, where did this come from? And like Christopher Judge nails it. So like his performance and all the performance across the board were just incredible. Um, Teal from Stargate. Who would have uh, thought? Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's come so far. <laughs> like I said, there's a wide variety of enemies you get to fight. Uh, there's great exploration and treasure hunting across all of the nine realms. Ooh, I do like treasure. There's hunting. like each realm has its own like percentage of completion Ooh. with different like chests to explore. You know, obviously various side quests, artifacts you can find. Uh, there are Odin's ravens throughout the realms that you can destroy. That no! and like, no, it, it works out. It's for the. It's it's a good thing. Don't worry. Are they living they're, ravens? No, they're like. Uh, oh, they're like statues. astral projections. Okay, that's right. I thought you were going around killing birds, and I was about to say, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know how much I like birds. <laughs> you just don't. You just don't cross that line. Uh, and so you know, lots of different things to go. You know, so it like scratches that itch of both like the the completionist like treasure hunt trophy hunter players, or just like people who just want to like dabble in some like side exploration. Did you platinum it? I thought I might. Coward! I, I don't think it's there for me. Uh, I think it was going to be the kind of thing where I was like, I I feel like this could be something I could do. Maybe like chip away at slowly at a time. I'm not going to make. I think there's still so much to do. It would take a while, and it would be a, it'd have to be a pretty big push to get okay. it. And I was ready to move on to something else. Understood. Um, I will say there was a. This is a slight spoiler. Just in some. Uh, actually, wait. I'll save that one for later. Okay. Uh, there's, it keeps the Muselheim, which is one of the realms that was like a big gauntlet run of challenges that you could do in God of War one. Uh, it keeps that here, brings that back a little bit. And, uh, I will say that while this, you know, to talk about the story, I I really don't want to go so much into the story because it is a relatively fairly new game. Uh, but I will say for me, it's, this is like a, both a pro and a con, the story of it was really, really good, and I felt like it was. It had like a great kickoff and like bringing you back into where the last game left off and throwing you into what your quests and your like your objectives and motivations for in this game are. And then it wraps up with an absolutely kick-ass like finale and climax to the game. But the middle kind of lags a little bit, lagged a little mm. bit for me. I'll touch on that a little bit more in a second, and with a little bit more into one of my other uh, pros that I haven't touched on yet. Gotcha. Um, this and but even though with that the finale like does end well like I said the game ends well and still like I, I alluded to a little bit of like if they end the game how you know 2018 ends it like what does that mean you know, what does that imply with Kratos's fate that it was set up in 2018 is what I'm getting at like how, you know what what's the end of this game gonna look like what's the future and possibilities there they kind of like open some windows to what the, to what the future of this okay. series could look like. And so I feel like that like kind of leaves that okay, there's there's still more to do here. So it definitely didn't feel like a 
you know, open and shut case. Like, like, like this, this is the, the last of, God of War uh, game. Yeah, no, it didn't really feel gotcha. like that for me. Uh, and then, of course, Bear McCreary's soundtrack was absolutely incredible. Like he once again knocked it apart. He even has a cameo as a as a dwarf minstrel in a, oh, in a town, that's which is awesome. really cool. That's very uh, excellent. So you know, I think it had a lot of things. The thing, the pro that like kind of mixes into the story note that I had, and this is a a spoiler for gameplay and story a little bit. So if you don't want to hear this, put on your earmuffs, take your headphones out, you know, whatever, just block your ear holes. Um. There is a mechanic in the game where that is different from God of War 2018, where you actually get to play as Atreus. In this game. Oh boy! And so it's different because Atreus uses a bow and arrow as his main as his main uh, weapon, and then he also because he is learning the more more of his god powers in this game, he can like his ultimates are like he transforms into a wolf and Fun. stuff like that, and like you is know, he a little so he. Small? No, he's a pretty good sized wolf. Oh, lame. <laughs> Not like Fenrir, like, you know, that massive wolf, but like still a, a pretty good size. Uh, but like, so it, it does offer a lot of new gameplay opportunities that were not in God of War 2018. So that is a very big plus for it. Nice. But in the areas where that happens, it's connected into areas of the game where Kratos' and Atreus' storylines separate. So you're either playing as Kratos with Atreus as a companion, or sometimes you'll have other characters as your companions, not Atreus when he's off doing his thing. Uh, But then same thing with Atreus. When you're playing as Atreus, you're not with Kratos. So, you you know, so you, it's great that you get that variety of gameplay, but I think they did it one too many times. Okay. And so I think that, you know, the getting to switch between Kratos and and Atreus really gave a lot of like breath of fresh air, but like, Ooh, let's do something new. Let's switch it up from using the ax and the blades of chaos. Let's use Kratos more ranged base attacks. You know, his animal attacks are really fun. He does have like some great, uh, melee mechanics for up close and personal combat. And, but like, I just feel like sometimes it like that little bit of it overstates welcome because at the end of the day, I am still here to play as Kratos. I feel like, you know, something I'm wondering. Uh, so, cause I just like his character. Better. Yeah. You just like his character. more. <laughs> That's totally fine. Do you, when you're playing as Atreus feel weaker? Like, do you feel like you are in yes. greater danger? Yes. They do set that up Good. a little bit. Uh, like, like. A funny thing is, like, while you're exploring the the world, you'll come across chests that will give you, you know, for treasures or XP. Kratos just, like, fucking smashes it with his fist and pulls out what's inside. Atreus has to, like, jam his bow in and, like, wince and, like, strain to, like, pop the lid off of it. So, like, little things like that. Yeah. It, like, shows that he's not quite the level as Kratos. But in combat, do you feel like you are at greater danger of failing against enemies because um, Atreus can't take the hits? No. I, okay, he, he's still set up as, as a competent warrior. Right. It's not like you're... Not necessarily competent. It's just Kratos has always like, does he felt take damage? very OP to me. Yes. Whereas, like, yeah, my question is, does Atreus, do you have to play more defensively do you have to be more evasive it's different because you are yeah supposed to be smaller like your arrows don't do as much impact but like you know they balance it where the where it feels on par so it's not like normal units that would be you know like cutting through butter as kratos are like bullet sponges as atreus it's not that necessarily they keep it balanced but yeah you do have that feeling just throughout that you're like i'm not as powerful as kratos so i do need to be more careful um, gotcha. But it is cool though when you get to transform into like his his wolf form and stuff like that and kind of go that nuts. That does sound pretty awesome. Um, so that kind of leads me a little bit into some of my cons of it. And the biggest con re- that I do have for the game overall is that just the storyline did lag a little bit in the middle because of that switching playable character asset. It felt like it made it. 
Because a lot of this too, there are the nine realms, but due to the various story beats that you hit, you do wind up visiting some again more than others. So especially when you're like, Atreus' storyline takes you to a specific place or Kratos' takes you to a specific place. Then you keep having to go back to that multiple times. Oh, it like retreading, retreading the steps okay. a lot or it sometimes could feel or like just kind of being in the same area. You're like, I've done this a lot. Mm, you would not like Metroid Prime Remastered. Oh, no. Okay, no, <laughs> I don't know. Just some, But I don't know. Maybe it was just that not that it did it not that I like didn't like retreading it. I just feel like it did it too many times. Just overstayed the welcome yeah. of the feature a little bit is is really my only big thing. And at the end of the day, it wasn't like it killed the game for me and made it not fun. I just didn't it just was kind of like, okay, I we I get like, that. We like, get it. We Let's get move it. On. I'd I'd like the story to wrap up. It just kind of made the ending like feel like they put a little too much just in too there. Much padding. Could have like taken out one or two of those instances, tightened up a little bit and just would have made it feel a little more cohesive. I will say though that I played it took me 53 hours to beat the game. But that was spread over from release day to like mid-February. So you really took your time. So I kind of took my yeah. time with it. And I feel it, not for like because I wasn't enjoying it. It's just life circumstances made it difficult to be able to play it faster than that. And so I do admit that could have led to that a little bit. If I did play through it, you know, and like had that 53 hours and a little bit tighter overall time frame, I think that might have helped with a little bit. So take that with a grain of salt. But I will say that still was my biggest complaint. And also, that's probably not super dissimilar from how the average gamer will probably approach that yeah. game. You know, not everybody is a super hardcore gamer like we usually are with stuff. Right. And even then, it took us for even then, it still ever takes me forever to finish to game. finish yeah. Horizon. It's going to take me years my to pacing, finish Octopus Graveler too. <laughs> my pacing through uh, Ghost of Tsushima right now is like amazing <laughs> you know how fast i'm be- i'm going through that you're just one. so motivated uh, to find all those foxes i, I know i, I got, would be I too collect them all. little fox friends i don't kill the foxes you can actually pet the fox yes don't do cute. it but uh, anyways my point is i think that that is valid criticism yeah because i don't feel like that's a pace of gameplay that is unusual i feel like right. that's probably pretty normal so that would be my big thing there another thing that i kind of like ran into was a little bit there are a lot of different materials that you collect and various things that will either a use to upgrade your your items be it your armors your weapons uh atreus's bow you also have like this charm amulet that you can like find things for to repair it that then give you charms to put into it there was a lot of like that kind of stuff and i didn't feel like the menu system was as intuitive as it could have been to navigate all of that. I did find myself a little bit confused. Like I would have like a notification of, Hey, there's something new here. You need to go like, check it out. I could not find it. A very horizon zero dawn problem. Yeah. Horizon forbidden West problem. And so like subpar menu, just a little bit like, I felt like that could have been a little bit like it. This isn't a game where I'm going out there trying. I, I like found my armor set in the set that I liked. I would check out the new stuff I found, nice. but for the most part I was like, I like this. Once you it got fits your my build, play you style. Stuck with it. So it didn't affect things too much. Gotcha. But I definitely was like, okay, what am I collecting? And then what does this do? And then where do where do I use it and how? Like there was a little bit of that in that, but nothing too much to like really hold back my enjoyment from yep. it. Just something I noticed. Good. Also to kind of tying into that story bit note a little bit, and I think also again kind of added on to because of the jumping around to storylines and characters. Uh, there were a lot of characters and I did legitimately like find myself a time they would say somebody I'm like 
and who is that? And like, because it, you're meeting like a lot of various groups, these smaller side characters, but they all kind of like come back in various different points or like their various side quests and stories are still integral to the main point. So you hear about them a lot. It just kind of did be like with all of these, like it, the timeline issues, which I will again admit is mine. Um, but then also the kind of like the laggy story in the middle added all to that. I did like kind of get a little bit lost of like, okay, now who is this and why do I care? Yeah. Um, Any notable waifus or husbandos outside uh, of the main cast? Well, I mean, I can, but like, I don't want to give things away. So we'll say quick spoiler for one 30 second mark. Tell me the waifus and husbandos. I mean, let's think here. I mean, Freya still. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, well, she's from the first game. So that's Freya, not a spoiler. Her brother is oh, a, is okay. a husbando. Okay. Uh, and stuff like that. Um, Look that up. <laughs> I'm going to say, Oh, Sif, lady Sif. Oh, I th- honestly, I wasn't sure that she was an outside of Marvel thing. So, I thought she was an invention no, of the Marvel a, she's movies. She's a real one. She's an Asgardian and Aesir. <laughs> Um, so, and then let me see, what was the other stuff that I, so, okay, so spoilers, those are the only ones that I can think okay. of off the top of my head. Um, the only other thing that was like a tiny annoyance, but I actually didn't really mind a whole lot at the beginning, but it did kind of build is there are environmental puzzles throughout the games that you have to solve at various, at various points, uh, to, you know, be able to access a different area, what have you get through a doorway, different things like that. Typical video game, typical stuff. video game stuff. God of War ones can tend to be difficult, but overall not that hard to to figure out. But for whatever reason in this game, not like you would stumble upon a puzzle and it was barely felt like sometimes like 30 seconds to a minute of trying to figure it out. And your companion, Mimir, who's the headless guy on your belt, would be like, what if you looked over there, brother? And this like, was the one thing that I wanted to ask you yeah. about because this was the piece of criticism that sounded so annoying to me that I feel like it would have partially ruined my experience. And because and, and, and at first, I saw that criticism too. And I heard it in the game and I was like, actually, you know what? I don't mind this. I'm not great at puzzles. Uh, oft discussed fact here on this show. I like to live a smooth brain life. Exactly. I don't want to think about this stuff. Exactly. It's I don't want to be pressured. It's called a hack and slash, not a find and solve. Exactly. I'm not trying to do a damn jigsaw puzzle right now. Uh, so at first I was like, this is actually kind of tight. Right. Like I can, I can experiment for a little bit, try a few things out, but if I don't figure it out, the game's going to help me. Yeah. And I don't have to go like find a wiki or some shit. But then after a little bit, I was like, no, never mind. It took a turn. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> but then they did fix it in a patch. So that's not oh, as big. Oh, really? They it, patched it? They did it. like kind of okay. lower the, the, uh, the amount. frequency. The frequency. Yes. Oh, like how they had to lower the amount of commentary that Aloy would make whenever she put a fucking herb in her yeah. bag. Yeah. Exactly the same thing. Oh man! So uh, that was like one tiny little thing. So I mean, but it was it was annoying enough that it (laughs) that it it impacted your experience until they fixed it. Yeah. So uh, you know, to kind of like wrap it all to wrap it all up and bring it all to a close, um, I would say that overall, well, I wrote that down, so I will read it word for word. But so the God of War brutality and combat still shine through, while the puzzles and story provide excellent breaks in the action. The cinematics were top tier. The cast performances were always excellent. But the lags in the story and areas of repetitive gameplay bring the sum total down, even though the finale provides a truly comedic end on an epic scale. Like the finale, I really was. I was like, like the last little bit of the third act, those last few missions that you take place in there, all of it that you've been building towards 
in this game and all the various uh, missions you've been taking on, people you've been meeting, it all did kind of like fix some of that. Like it all came together and be like, ah, it makes sense now. But it, but then it also like came together in like truly amazing set pieces, boss fights, just normal battles. It all was so good. And then of course, like the finale, seeing what is coming next where, you know, and everything like that just really did leave me being like, Oh man, this is, this was a good ride. So So again, my cons were not enough to say like, this was a bad experience. Don't play this game. I still like on my zero to 10 scale would like put this at like an eight. Like it's still very high up there. So for players like me who are honestly probably never going to play God of War. uh, And even if I did, it wouldn't mind me to know, would you mind giving me the very brief spoiler TLDR? Okay. So again, big spoilers, um, everybody. Big spoilers, Close your TLDR. ears if you don't want to hear them. I just um, want to know, like, what are the big story beats and how does it end? Sure. Because I'm never going to get this game. <laughs> I'm just not. <laughs> so basically, so yeah, turn back now. 100%. Yep. Game was great. I liked it. Uh, you know, go play it for yourself if you feel like this is one that's going to be in your wheelhouse. Turn back now if you don't want in-game spoilers, though, revealed for you. So they basically go on. Um, Odin, in his quest to be able to find the answers for Ragnarok, has been trying to be able to look through this rift that appeared to him long ago on Asgard. And he feels like he's searching for these pieces of this mask to be able to put it together. He needs Loki to be able to put that mask together and find it for him. Loki being Atreus. Yes. Um, I remember that from the first game. (laughs) So Atreus, when he's gone and their diverging storylines, are actually him going to Asgard and offering his services to to Odin, hoping that he can like undermine him in that task oh, to be okay. able to bring around Ragnarok in his eventual end. And does Kratos know about this? He learns of it. At okay. the beginning of the game, gotcha. he doesn't. And it's this huge point of friction but so between him and... so that was Atreus' idea, though. Yes. And he didn't run it by his dad. Exactly. Oh, familial problems. Exactly. Big time going <laughs> okay. on here. And even had the help of their dwarf companion, Sindri, who are like the blacksmiths. Uh, Brock and Sindri are these whole two brothers who are blacksmiths for you. So you... Eventually, Atreus is able to you bring Kratos on his side, show him why like finding Tyr is necessary. They even are able to bring Freya back onto their side too. Uh, they are then able to track down Tyr, find him, but Tyr's like totally pacifist now. He's like, you know what? I'm no longer the god of war in the normal Good for sense. Him. Like I have, I have. I have become evolved in my imprisonment, you know, I like have learned that this wow, is... Wow, so jail worked? This solves nothing. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, but I will not fight, but I will help, you know, in where, in where I can to like bring about uh, Odin's end. So in all of this, like, you know, you're going over to Asgard as Atreus. You interact and do a lot of missions with Thor. So you get to like see him, you know, and learn about him. Atreus is like trying to actually like, kind of like mend fences in, in ways and like build relationships with the Asgardians and, you know, keep the peace with Kratos and everyone else. And so they go along, you know, trying to like work this out. And you think it's actually going to work, that they're actually going to like, they you slowly find the pieces of this mask to be able to see into this rift to, uh, you know, n- earn the knowledge of what will prevent Ragnarok or what will come. Uh, but then you realize that the prophecy of the giants that was set up by like the main ancient giant was a lie to Odin. <gasps> Not all realms and, oh and like Odin will die in as in Ragnarok. Yes. But not all nine realms like the like what was told to him. Oh snap! Only Asgard. <gasps> so like he, he's starting to figure this out. So it's kind of like they're trying to like get ahead of him and all this. But it does seem that they're gonna be able to actually like get Odin by surprise, storm Asgard, and like really take control. But then this is when things twist oh and reveals is one of the best parts of this game <gasps> that really did start turning around for me a little bit. I'm excited. 
Odin is the god of like he is like the all father. He is manipulative. He is a trickster. He is he will lie and do whatever he needs to do to get his point across. It is revealed near the thir- at the beginning of the third act in a big twist. Tear, who has been with you the whole time, was Odin in disguise. Oh, heck and snap. <laughs> the old switcheroony. Yes. Oh, my God. He kills one of your companions, Brock, oh, one God. of the dwarf brothers and everything, uh, and then just like, and then escapes back to Asgard and tries to get, but you're still able to retain the mask. So then it is this whole thing of he goes, like you all are able to re- unite the other realms, kill Heimdall to get uh, Galahorn. No! No he, no, he was a prick okay, <laughs> in this one. He's not as cool as Idris Elba. He's played by Scott Porter uh, in this one. Uh, but like you kill him, get Galahorn, and are able to open all the pathways to the all of the Ooh. realms to Asgard to start the invasion. So that in itself, yeah, that amazing sounds very scene. epic. And then, you know, you go through, you fight Thor again. You had like a little skirmish at the beginning. You fight Thor again. But then like through all the things that have gone on through the game, you're able to like get through to him and be like, Odin's the bad guy. Here. Like your dad sucks, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like his daughter, Thrud, who you meet and Lady Sif, like they like try to be like, no, like they're like Odin's the shit ass. Like this is, <laughs> this is like, you I, need I to turn against him. I assume that's the him. in-game dialogue. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what they say. And, and Thor is even, and so then Thor stops fighting him. Odin shows up. And it's like, what's the deal? And Thor's like, I'm done. Like, you're, I'm done being played by you. I'm done playing your games. Yada yada yada. Odin straight up kills Thor. <gasps> his owns. Own See, son. I knew he didn't care about his grandson. He doesn't. He didn't. Wow. Care. He doesn't care at all. What an asshole. And then, so then it goes through. You then like have the big climatic boss fight of fighting Odin, but it was so well done, and is really like an Avengers moment where you, Freya, and Atreus are all just kicking his ass all nice. at once. It, but it was an incredible boss fight. It was so well done, and then you know the game ends and stuff. I do like and so that. So the ultimate spoiler, if you're him. if you're still following here and you don't want spoilers, but for some reason you've stuck it out now, turn away for reals. Kratos does not die. Okay, that's kind of what I assumed. And so it does set it up. Atreus goes on his own path to keep continuing to fill, fulfill his uh, destiny laid forth by the plans of the giants. It ends with Kratos and Freya together as to like continue to go out and explore the re- the remaining areas of the map that you want to explore and stuff like that. Plus, it opens up to, so what comes next for them? Because they've said this is the end of the Norse saga for oh, God of okay. War. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like, okay, so where are we going from here? Nice. So... <sighs> Ancient Egypt, it's, uh, come so on, that's kind of that would be so I'm fucking God, cool. Give me ancient Egypt, come <laughs> on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that so overall, like I said, I would rank uh, God of War Ragnarok around an eight. Has some stumbles, but for the most part, the wins of the game are good enough to see it through, and yeah. is a truly great uh, experience to of play. Course. Well, now I know, and there now I'll never have to play the game. <laughs> I wasn't going to it. Yes. But so. thank you for that very enlightening review. 10 You're out welcome. of 10 for You're the welcome. review for an 8 out of 10 game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And of course, as always, if you have played God of War Ragnarok, I would love to if hear you your thoughts of well. If you thought the middle part of the game was the best part and you I would insulted. love to hear it. Why? <laughs> but <laughs> let me know. Uh, but let us know by sending us an email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com or joining our Discord, talking about with us there, or writing a comment wherever you're listening to or watching the show. But until next time, everybody, come back next week for our Team Chat Plays, where we'll be starting Uncharted 3. God. See what fun we will uncover and Jesus what mysteries we will Christ. reveal. It's going to be a great time. But join us again March 30th at uh, 7 p.m. Central Time. But until then, everybody, I'm one of your hosts, Jared Wilson. Join to my right by Rachel Mogan. Adios. We will see you all next time.